0: the florida gators have a lot of young talent on this roster we're going to take a look at some of those players only here on locked on gators you are locked on gators your daily podcast on the florida gators part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. I feel like that hello came in like way stronger than I was, uh, than even I was anticipating. So that's always really fun. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, the number one. Spot for all of your gambling needs. Check out Bet Online; it's where the game starts. Happy Friday! I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at wns underscore Brandon. Written work with Whole Nine Sports and GiantsCountryofSI.com. And I'm gonna hope that you can't hear my neighbors' kids out there playing ball, but this is how scheduling works sometimes. So that's what happens. But we're taking a look at the Florida Gators' younger players. I got two players in each segment that we're going to talk about. Uh, First segment is going to be 2021 recruiting class. Second is going to be 2022 high school recruiting class. And third is going to be the 2022 transfer recruiting class. Um, Again, this doesn't necessarily mean freshmen or sophomores because we have that transfer class, but players who joined Florida in 2021 and 2022. Uh, First up is Jason Marshall Jr., who uh, has been... Very good throughout his short time in Gainesville. He's obviously the guy that Gators fans and myself included and everybody are just saying Jason Marshall Jr. Is a guy like like he's going to be corner one here. I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. I I think that's very clear right now. Um, He's someone who's, who's been around. He's been dominant last season. I I tweeted this out yesterday. Uh, Last season, he got targeted 38 times when he was in pass coverage. He allowed 14 catches, which is fantastic. Think of watching a Gator game, and whoever is at quarterback goes 14 for 38 passing. You're going to be furious. Uh, 186 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. That is a 59.8 passer rating, which, if you don't know, um, passer ratings max out at 158.3. And if I'm not mistaken, I know I included in my tweet yesterday, Kair Elam allowed a passer rating of, I believe it was 72 or 78.9, I think, if if I'm not mistaken, Um, which means that 59.8 is way better. Obviously not saying Jason Marshall Jr. is better than Kair Elam. You know, Kair allowed, I believe, three touchdowns that helped bump it up. And then also Kair is going against, most of the time, wide receiver one, whereas Jason Marshall Jr. is not. Jason Marshall Jr. also had the benefit of um, rotating in a lot with Avery Helm. So he was always on fresh legs, whereas Kyrie when he was healthy was not. But Jason Marshall Jr. this season, like I said, everybody's expecting to be quarter one. He's going to play a massive role in this defense where if Jason Marshall Jr. is successful, odds are this defense is going to be pretty successful in pass coverage. Luckily for Jason Marshall Jr. as well this upcoming season, um. Florida doesn't play the best receivers out there or the best quarterbacks. So he's going to have a little bit of a, I don't want to say easier go, but it won't be as difficult. And he's obviously an impact player this year. He will continue to be an impact player until he's in the NFL where he will probably be an impact player. And the other player from the 2021 recruiting class is a transfer and it is DeWan black. I think everybody could have expected this one. Um, Dewan Black is someone who like I say this all the time and I mean it he feels like a Florida Gator like he feels like he's been a Florida Gator for five years now because you know coming out of high school he's like I'm gonna be a Gator then he had to go to a Juco and the entire time like like the entire time that he was at Juco everybody was like "Dewan Black still gonna be a Florida Gator he's like I'm gonna go home to Gainesville like like, it was always clear that Dewan Black was going to be a Florida Gator, and for whatever dumb reason, um, he didn't play defensively last year. Doon Black had 102 total snaps last season, 102 of them. So all of them were on special teams. Um, which I understand that he should be on special teams because he is very athletic. He, he's quick. He's fast. He, he can jump like a mother. He, he's explosive. Um, but it made no sense to not have him on defense at all, especially when you look at, well, how would I put this gently, um, how bad the defense was at times. It makes no sense to not be like, oh, let's give the young guy a look and, and let him play in coverage, especially in coverage a bit. Uh, dewan Black is an athletic freak that can play in coverage. And as far as run defense goes, because with DeWan Black, the issue that's often brought up is he's undersized i don't know if he can shed blocks if he can really make these impact plays in the run and we see this all the time at least that that that's i think a concern when you look at dewan black as an nfl draft prospect and you're looking at him projecting to the next level but i think when you're looking at the college level with dewan black you go We've seen it all the time where these undersized linebackers can make plays in the run game. And DeWan Black has a distinct advantage there where he is so fast, where his speed alone should help him create plays in the run game because he could just straight up beat blockers to the point. And he could just straight up get into the back and get by blockers. So Dewan Black, I'm, I'm not very concerned for his run defense. Uh, maybe if we're facing a team that runs it up the middle a lot, but if we're facing a team that runs it out wide, I think DeWan Black should be lined up right over the center, obviously about five yards back, and just go, okay, chase it. Either way, I think you could do that in college with Deon Black, and, and obviously, like we've mentioned, he could play in coverage. He's got experience as throughout his high school and JUCO career. He played safety. He played off-ball linebacker. He played edge rusher. He did everything. He's a Swiss Army knife that I think Patrick Tony will really do everything he can to maximize his potential because I think Dewan Black was a good fit for Todd Grantham's defense. Um, I think Dewan Black is an ideal fit for Patrick Tony's defense that's going to ask these linebackers to do so much in coverage. rush the passer, blitzing whatever it might be. Uh, and I say rushing the passer and blitzing is different because I'm talking about actually lining up on the edge and rushing the passer or straight up blitzing from your off ball spot. So, I think Dewan Black and Jason Marshall Jr. are obviously the guys that we should be talking about as impact players. And throughout this whole show, it doesn't mean that they're the only impact players from that class, obviously, but they're just two that I wanted to highlight. It doesn't even mean that they're the most impactful. It's just two guys that I wanted to highlight. And we're about to get into the 2022 recruiting class. But first, a quick word from Bet Online, because the NBA finals are here and heating up, regardless of what people say when when there are children in the crowd. MLB is well underway. Stanley Cup playoffs well underway and very intense with the Lightning and the Rangers trying to figure out who's going to take on the Avalanche. Um, and it it, it it's intense. And I'm telling you what, there's a lot of money to be made, and I have made quite a lot of it with betonline.net, your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Not just sports, though, you can bet on reality TV award shows. Politics, economics, and I'm gonna do it. Fair warning. I'm I'm gonna do the thing. Anything you want. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn all about the trends and action. Check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto with the ever increasing number of make and models. It is impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you may need. You gotta go through those questions. I, I had to go last week. And my, my, Lord, like, I was just getting an inspection. And it was horrible trying to talk with people. Just, just, they're doing this. They're doing that. They're, they're not paying attention. It's the worst. And I hate it. Um, I just that's, that's my stance on it. I hate it. That's my hard point stance. You have computers with access to rockauto.com. And if you don't have a computer, you probably have a phone. And if you don't have a phone or a computer, how are you listening to this right now? I'm very curious. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck Right, locked on in their How Did to Hear About Us box so they know exactly who sent you with amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. The Ultimate NBA Mock Draft starts June 16th. With over 50 insiders, nothing equals the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft. The Locked On NBA Big Board Draft experts plus the Odyssey Insiders first pick, June 16th. Search Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and follow now so you don't have to miss a pick ever. And now we're talking about this 2022 high school recruiting class for the Florida Gators and the two impact players that I've selected from this one. Um, I think the first one is obvious if you've been watching... This show, since I took it over, pretty much, I've been talking about this player, Shamar James. Um, yeah, I, I think if you've watched the show at any point, when I've talked uh, linebackers, when I've talked the recruiting class, I talk about Shamar James. Obviously, like we just mentioned last segment, linebacker has been a weakness in Gainesville for a while now. And uh, yeah, I get it. I mentioned DeWan Black, last Wegman, as a linebacker. Shamar James, also a linebacker. That means nothing to me. We're going to be rotating. Florida has guys like DeWan Black, like Ventrell Miller, like Derek Wingo, like Scooby Williams, like Amari Bernie, and more. And with the exception of Ventrell Miller, maybe DeWan Black, none of them, actually, not even DeWan Black. He he falls in that category as well none of them have really proven that they could be consistent all-around producers. And obviously Shamar James also hasn't proven that he can be a consistent all-around producer. But when you look at all the players, there are a a few of them who have all of the tools to become consistent all-around producers. Um, And I think Shamar James is one of those guys where when you look at him, first of all, you look at his physique, and it's like, okay, like he looks like a linebacker already. He's not um, Scooby Williams, who I love, but he's very thin for a linebacker. So Shamar James looks like a linebacker already. He's he's there. Obviously, you don't need to look like it to be good at it, but it helps to be rocked up like that. So Shamar James, he's got the build. He's got the athleticism. We've kind of talked enough talking talked about his uh his, his positional versatility and his skill set before we had John Garcia here a few weeks ago talking about the entire 2022 recruiting class um or most of them and with Shamar James he, he, you you get the sense that he could fit this defense and obviously he's he's said before he's like look Patrick Tony showed me this scheme and and that's kind of what made me buy in to this Florida Gators defense. So I think Shamar James is one of those high impact players. I also don't think he wouldn't like, I, I think he wouldn't have come to Florida if he was told, yeah, man, you're going to have to wait a year. Like I, I think he was pretty much like, I'm going to be able to play early on in this defense. I'm going to be able to contribute. And, and that, that's what I want to do. And that's where I want to be. And then we've got another player to talk about. Also another defensive player. So far we've had four straight defensive players, but if it helps the next segment, Two offensive players. Um, But the other defensive player here, it's not Kamari Wilson. He's not who I'm listing. And I can tell you the reason I didn't pick Kamari Wilson isn't because I don't think he could be an impact player. Uh, It's that I think there are a lot of safeties. And so being a depth guy, it's kind of a TBD. But Chris McClellan is the guy that we are going to talk about because Chris McClellan also just... uh, in terms of immediate playing ability and immediate impact potential, I think there's not a single recruit from the 2022 high school class that could be a bigger add for the Florida Gators. And I mean that in the sense of we look at this, that, that three tech spot that Florida is going to have, that pass rushing defensive tackle spot, it's Jervon Dexter and then nobody. That's how it goes. It goes Javon Dexter and no one behind him. So Chris McClellan can step in right there. Yes, Javon Dexter is uh, an elite pass rushing defensive tackle. He's an elite interior rusher, uh, but even elite interior rushers or even elite football players need backups that can contribute and not have the talent fall off a cliff when they get out uh, and Florida did not have that on roster without Chris McClellan. So McClellan can spell Jervon Dexter when he's tired and even when he just rotates because everything that we've seen with Jervon Dexter or, or with Patrick Tony and Billy Napier has been expect a consistent rotation between who's going to be on the field. So Chris McClellan will likely just play because Jervon Dexter needs a breather He'll also likely just play because he's scheduled to come onto the field at times. And God forbid there's an injury. Uh, Chris McClellan will be able to step into that three tech role without Florida just going, all right, we're putting a bunch of nose tackles on the field and and, and just hoping that it works out. So Florida added two high impact defensive players from high school this year. I, and again, maybe even more, maybe Devin Moore becomes a contributor. Maybe Kamar Wilson, Kamari Wilson, becomes a contributor that there's so many guys that can step onto this field and contribute early on. And again, that's just defensively, but Florida added high impact high school players that should be able to step in immediately with Shamar James being that all around type linebacker that I think next year will kind of be Ventra Miller's replacement as the mic, as that high IQ, that, that green dot player. Uh, and then Chris McLellan will probably next year replace Javon Dexter as Florida's key interior pass rusher and that's also big because that means he'll probably be starting at that role for two years uh, and that that's huge and getting the experience here invaluable It's the only way to really uh to really describe that and we're about to talk about the transfer recruiting class who i think you guys at least know who one of them is right now but first a quick word from built bar because to june 10th which wow the year is flying by but y- you gotta get in shape. You gotta stay in shape, and the best way to do that is built bar. You guys know I've got a sweet tooth. Built bar helps me out. Had a had a birthday uh, birthday cake uh, puff today, and it was just just so good. Uh, <laughs> for being honest, I just I sit back, I watch TikTok, and I do that. And and built bar helps me with that. But be- also because it's one hundred and thirty calories coated in one hundred chocolate, just for net carbs, which is the most important important thing to me. 17 grams of protein throughout the hidden stashes, the Reese's in the desk drawer, the Kit Kat in the cupboard. Just get Built Bar. You don't got to sneak around. You don't got to feel bad. You don't got to feel guilty. Built Bar is also always coming out with new limited time flavors too, so that you'll never get bored. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order with Built or BuiltBar.com. To wrap up today's show, we're talking about the Florida Gators 2022 transfer portal recruiting class and impact players from there. And we've got two players. They're from the same school, which probably narrows it down even more. But we all knew one of them, or you all probably should have known one of them. And that is Osiris Torrance, who I had Ian Cummings from Pro Football Network here last week talking about Osiris and it was it's pretty much everybody that I talked to about Osiris they all say the same thing they all go he's so dominant and powerful and athletic and all these things and, and it pretty much just sums up to he's dang good <laughs> like that that's the only way you could describe Osiris Torrance is he's dang good and that's it and I I, I tweeted this uh, Wednesday night it kind of blew up a little bit and that was fun to see uh, but in 2020, Osiris Torrance was the 8th best pass blocker in college football, according to Pro Football Focus. Um, That is ridiculous. In 2021, Osiris Torrance was the 23rd best run blocker in all of college football, according to Pro Football Focus. And that equally impressive or just makes him even more impressive because it's going, well, he's a dominant pass blocker. He's a dominant run blocker. What can't he do? And then you look at him in the weight room and, and I, I included this in the tweet as well, because it, I, it was something that I was told. I, I got told this maybe in March and I, I kind of just kept it in my pocket a little bit. Uh, I told it's come up to people, but Osiris Torrance isn't, is a weight room freak. He can bench 550 pounds multiple times. And when, I'm not going to say who, but pretty much he was asked, why don't you bench more than if you could do that for multiple reps? And he said, I was never asked to. Uh, That's pretty much what it came down to. He was like, ah, why don't you bench more than 550? No one asked me to. Uh, So Osiris Torrance is an absolute freak. He's a potential first round pick, which is rare to say for a guard. Uh, he's a potential All-American. He's listed as preseason All-American by everybody, apparently. And Osiris Torrance has been, uh, by some places, uh, been called the best guard in college football. And, and that wouldn't be totally wrong. Uh, I think that you can make the argument for him, but I think the biggest thing right now is stepping up from the Sun Belt to the SEC because you know, it's it's a pretty big difference. It's like trying to go from Florida State to Florida. It's like it's a completely different ball game, and this one is way harder. Um, so so if he can still translate and everything on tape translates, Osiris oh, Torrance is going to be an animal. He's going to be here for one year, and then he's going to be in the NFL as a very high paid player. Um, well rounded Farik Billy Napier brought an animal with him, and Billy Napier brought another monster on the field with him. Another offensive player, not offensive lineman Cameron Waits, uh, but running back, Montreal Johnson. And we've been talking about Montreal Johnson for a long time. and and people bring up, you know, he was with Billy Napier, he was with uh, the, this offense. He know like this scheme. he knows it, like the back of his hands, he succeeded in it. And that's wonderful. But besides just familiarity in this offense, Montrell Johnson offers something that the Florida Gators don't have proven on their in, in their backfield right now, and that's pass protection. And I get it; you know, people could overlook that all you want. I don't care if you overlook it. Like, if you want to be wrong, you be wrong. That's fine. Damian Pierce helped; he, like, that's part of the reason he got drafted as high as he did because he could pass protect better than any other running back in the draft. Montrell Johnson is a pretty dang sound pass protector out of the backfield. Montreal Johnson was in pass protection 36 times last season. He allowed three total pressures, no sacks, no quarterback hits, just three pressures. All three came in the conference championship and bowl games, so throughout the rest of the regular season, nothing. He did not allow a pressure that entire time, which is phenomenal. Um, I'm expecting him to be the primary uh, pass-protecting back and so he's probably going to be big in the, the running game and the passing game as a receiver as well, so that you're not just like, oh, he's on the field, he's pass blocking. But he is also a proven ball carrier. I, we could talk about pass protection, but you could say he was only in pass protection 36 times, and that's a fine argument. But as a ball carrier, he had 841 rushing yards last season. 519 of them came after contact. That is 61.7% of his yards coming after contact. Almost 62% of his yards after contact. That is ridiculous. Like, like that is such insane efficiency after getting hit by another grown man trying trying to tackle you. So Osiris Torrance Macho Johnson coming in from Louisiana with Billy Napier joining this offense and going to be immediate impact players cannot be overstated enough. For the 2022 Florida Gators. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back Monday with more on your Florida Gators and maybe some bonus clips throughout the weekend. Now make your second listen Locked On NBA Big Board, the NBA Big Board podcast. Raphael Barlow, Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin give fans an in depth look into the biggest prospects, the latest player rankings, and of course, Big boards for Lockdown Gators. I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with whole nine sports. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E sports. And I will see you all Monday.